0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Cast It Into The Fire podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Bill. And we are back to House of the Dragon, Episode 9, The Lord of the Tides. Um, once again, a disclaimer that House of the Dragon is a mature show with um, adult content. And um, in this episode... There will be a brief discussion of sexual assault.
1: Oh, yes. That's because of uh, a, certain, a certain somebody uh, was seen. We don't see it happen, but we see the aftermath of it, sort of. Um, and we also see uh, um, King Viserys. Oh, we'll...
0: And, we'll yeah. Yeah, whatever. there will also be some uh, body horror. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, before we get to the episode, wanna talk about that costume we saw at Spirit of Halloween. Oh yeah.
1: We had wise king and Oh very,
0: Honorable like, Ruler. Honorable
1: ruler, that's right. And it was just like a uh it was a, a clear like wig. It was it a wig or Yeah, it, it
0: was like a lady? white blonde wig well, it's on the side nice the this... series. Yes. It's nice
1: to clearly <laughs> be Viserys. But,
0: uh... And this guy just, like, smiling in a weird way, wearing it. And, and we're
1: just like, eh, we're not sure about that.
0: Uh, <laughs> honorable ruler, I mean, he tries, but... Yeah. Uh, sure, the guy is fine with up <laughs> that Targaryen wig on. <laughs> uh, don't mind the
1: goblin in the background. She's... She has a new toy. So yes, the
0: dog has a toy that's a uh, rubber a, um, pumpkin beer bottle, and it squeaks pumpkin. so loudly. A, pumpkin yeah. ale, that's yeah, it. And
1: she she loves squeezing it, and it's a
0: it a makes spider. the most high pitched.
1: So she loves it because yes. it resembles an animal dying, and that's <laughs> spoiler, folks. That's why your dogs like squeaky things because <laughs> it resembles animals dying and. Uh, shrieking, and that ignites their predator
0: instinct. Uh, Oh, there it is. Alright, alright. Um, so... Um, has not seen Corley's for six years, which means there has been a six-year time jump. Um, she gets word that he was wounded by Corsairs and fell overboard. Um, he's fevered, and his survival is uncertain. Yeah, and and it... Stays this way throughout. Um,
1: he's he's a uh, he went there to I guess what what was it to clean up the piracy and
0: that, and he always wants to be sailing and adventuring yeah. and not staying on Driftmark and yeah um this I believe happened somewhere near the Stepstones. The news came from Tarth. Yeah, which isn't at the Stepstones, so I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Uh, his brother Vaymond wants to talk succession, um, specifically him as Coralie's nearest kin. Vaymond does not recognize Veneera's sons as being real Valerians because of their uh, alleged strong ancestry.
1: Yeah, he, ma- he makes that reference and. He says, oh, they're strong. Yeah, we
0: will uh, get to that later. Um, Next, there's a bit of a flyover ocean scene implied from Dragonback, um, showing Dragonstone and heading past to the Dragonmont where uh, dragons are denning up and where if there are any wild dragons, that's where they're living. Damon enters a fissure in the rock and hacks through some hardened slime to remove a dragon egg. And there's two dragon keepers staying near, standing nearby, and he says that he got three eggs. Uh, he receives a message from Bela. And we tried to read this message on screen, um, screenshot it and everything, and it, paraphrased, it says that Uncle Vamund is sailing the king's land to put his case forth as the only heir by blood to the Driftwood throne. Yeah. So what we were just talking about... Jace is seen studying High Valyrian with a maester, and Rhaenyra is pregnant again.
1: Yeah, so she's pregnant with what's going to be another
0: heir uh, on her end. And Damon brings the note to Rhaenyra. Rhaenys is flying to court in uh, King's Landing, and she apparently believes that Rhaenyra had her son killed so that she could marry Damon. Um, calls the High Towers Vipers. And Rhaenys has Bela as a ward now because of Leanna. Yeah.
1: So, there's a lot of, uh. There's a lot of, uh, um, crazy, uh, things going on right now a lot of plotting and scheming um and a lot of people calling out plotting and scheming so
0: Damon and rhaenyra are going to king's landing where they are welcomed by lord caswell and the red keep has been changed it's full of uh, it's got a prominent symbol of the seven the decor is drab there's no more dragon orgy tapestries up
1: nope it's changed completely and this is a surprise so
0: And Alicent has a big uh, necklace with a symbol of the Seven. So Alicent has uh, gotten religion.
1: Yeah. She's converted to the religion of the Seven.
0: Well, pretty much almost everybody in the area is at least officially religion of the Seven, but she's, you know, really gotten into it. And there's more discussion of Drifts Mark's heir, and they question Luke's sailing ability, while acknowledging him as a dragon rider. Y- yes, whether whether or not he's a trueborn Valerian, as they put it, he's he can, dra- ride he can definitely ride a dragon. He, uh, but the whole thing
1: with the sailing is that, uh, as I said, like that's sort of like. Really, really hardcore LARPing on his part. He thinks he's, like, a great uh, sailor and a great naval commander.
0: Uh, no, not the same guy. Oh,
1: not the same guy? Okay.
0: No, it's uh, Luke, who uh, hates sailing. once again... Oh, so he hates sailing. (laughs) Once again, I got them mixed up. Uh... It's Corley's who is the great sailor, and he's not LARPing. He's the real deal.
1: He is the real deal, then. Okay.
0: He's probably the greatest sailor in that world.
1: Yeah, well, it's still... Yeah.
0: Um, they point out that Corley's never actually formally named Lucerius as heir, but he is Leonor's son. But yeah, the way they're talking about it, they are definitely uh, unspoken questioning it. Um, next, you see Viserys' miniature set again. And uh he's not looking so good; he looks like he could die at any moment. I mean even more so than he did last episode, and half of his face is covered with bandaging and Venera visits with with Damon and brings news of sea smokes um uh, sorry, the sea snake's injury and the succession problem, and the king affirms Lucerys. The Triarchy has a resurgence again in the Stepstones, I guess, and they've also brought their children, Aegon and Viserys. So they're, like, younger than toddler age, like older babies. Yeah. And, yeah, Viserys' is a reaction to, that is a name for a king.
1: Yeah, and that, of course... Uh, is, he he uh, got a baby named after him. He got a baby named after him, and that's, that's a natural reaction to that sort of thing. It's a very cute moment.
0: But the babies are crying because they're babies, which gives Viserys a headache, and he asks for his tea. And I'm putting tea into quotes here.
1: Yeah, was it really?
0: Was it's it? opium. Yeah. It's, it's milk is. of the poppy. After he uh, drinks this, uh, quote-unquote tea, Damon sniffs the goblet suspiciously after the king drinks. So, yeah, clearly Damon is suspicious of the goings-on. Uh, maybe thinks the king shouldn't be, uh, On drugs so much. I mean, he's doing it for the pain. I mean, that's important to point out.
1: Yeah, he's in a lot of pain right now, and it's understandable that he's doing that. I mean, that's really all they
0: have for that sort of thing. Or at least that's the most effective thing.
1: I mean, there were other... Okay, there's a lot of stuff that they have that doesn't work.
0: I mean there were other potential pain relievers in medieval times I wouldn't say the majority of the ones that were any effective level were particularly safe either. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you no. You could drink all the time, but that's got its own problems as mandrakes, but those are poisonous also. You know, you could overdose on that too. So yeah, there weren't there aren't any real good options for the time period and milk of the poppies what he's doing. Um now I'm putting a trigger warning now for the brief uh discussion involving sexual assault.
1: So um, um, He found this was uh A
0: this... weeping maid um, named Diana Diana is brought to Allison, and she is terrified She's the one who, uh, she brought the prince his wine.
1: This is Prince...
0: This is Prince Aegon. Aegon, yeah. The same guy who was, um, elaborating out the window, him.
1: Yes, exactly. So, he's, uh, he apparently assaulted her. Yeah To some extent (laughs) that she was weeping. And she was terrified of him.
0: Um, she says she set the wine on the table and didn't see him and asked him to stop, so... Yes, there wasn't any, like, on-screen scene of a rape, but I think we all know what happened. Now, in the book, it's not that they point-blank say that he um raped any of the servants, but it does say that he was sexually harassing them. And um, later in the book, he apparently fathered, a child with one of them, and whether or not this was rape in the usual sense of the word, at best, at absolute best, there's a severe power imbalance there. Yeah. So, it's not exactly out of character for him to have done this.
1: No. And it's... He seems like he really is uh, somebody who follows his own whims as far as uh, that sort of thing is concerned, as we know, because he...
0: Yeah, he does what he does out the window. So, um, Queen Alicent tells Diana that she believes her and it wasn't her fault, but the others won't believe her yeah. and will think she is trying to besmirch the prince's name or even entice him on purpose. And she warns her not to tell and gives her money and the moon tea, the, the plan B tea, and she drinks it. And all the time she's... Crying inconsolably and shaking. So... Like, on the one hand... You know, she did say that she believes her. And... Gave her some compensation, which is... Less than... Somebody in that position is likely to expect at all in that world. Most would get... No recognition of what happened at all. But still she's telling her not to tell she's silencing her from saying anything that uh, might make the Prince look bad Um she got her that tea and you know maybe she saw it as helping her but also maybe she's trying to prevent uh, inconvenient uh, illegitimate offspring it's not like she was given any choice it's either to drink it or not, no, not. and the prince is not gonna get any true consequences either. I mean, officially, the penalty for rape in Westeros, if it's enforced, you either lose a certain appendage, or you get killed, or you get sent to the wall. But that's just not the kind of thing that's gonna happen with princes.
1: No, it's not. They're, they're princes, they can get away with what they want. It happens a lot, uh, and <clears throat> it happens in Game of Thrones, too. So, you know, it happens, it's been introduced as a concept.
0: Uh, She goes to Aegon's room where he's sleeping, rips the blanket off, he's naked, asks him what he has done to Diana the maid. He doesn't take it seriously. Oh, it was just harmless fun. And she's like, how can you keep carrying on like this? A day like today, he's like, what is today? And she slaps him says, you are no son of mine. So, yeah, she's angry at him for this, but... Oh, she yelled at him and slapped him. That's still not true consequences. She
1: said, You're no son of
0: mine. Which, yes, but they were just she words. Him. Words are ways. Yeah, well, she, well, she, she didn't doesn't... really disown him. He's still Prince. Yeah,
1: and we later find out that uh, she really is fine with him overall, because uh, nothing really comes of that, as Sarah said.
0: Well, I don't know if she's fine with him, but she doesn't give him true consequences, she probably isn't even in a position to give him true consequences. The king could have, but I doubt if he even finds out. Or would be in any condition to deal with it if he did. Nope. He goes on about how he's never good enough for her or father. And then his sister wife, Helena, comes in. Yeah, I said sister, wife, his sister, and his wife. Well, that's what she is. He he doesn't like her, but he did still father kids with her. And she asks, have you seen Diana? She's supposed to dress the kids. And Allison hugs her, um, but doesn't tell her what happened with the maid. Nope. You don't see her again. Now, there's been fan guesses that, oh, that wasn't Moon Tea. She was being poisoned. Um, according to the commentary at the end of the show, no. And this isn't Cersei.
1: No, it's not. And there's no real reason to think she's doing that, so I don't know. I mean, what do you think, sir? Do you think it It's Moon Tea. Yeah,
0: exactly. If If that was going to happen, she wouldn't have given her money and... Like, as I said, this is not Cersei. <laughs> so, Alicent meets with, with uh, Rhaenyra and Damon and tells how the king's health have worsened and the maesters are giving him milk of the poppy and Alicent denies that she is the one ruling now. But Damon sees it as keeping the king drugged while the high towers rule, which it kind of is whether it's deliberate or not, it is.
1: Yeah, and uh <laughs> we'll see this doesn't last. Well, it sort of doesn't last. Uh.
0: Um Allison correctly points out that the king is in extreme pain. But yeah, he's he's too on drugs to be functional, um even if he needs them. but the suggestion is that the high towers might be doing this on purpose which you know, maybe they are maybe they're not
1: uh, that, this is one of those things where we're going to come to it um, where we're going to discuss how much of the high towers um, are really really acting in the interest of uh, the king and the kingdom versus their own interests Um, again, sorry for the squeaky toy. This is a very excited dog. Um, so, um, but that that is a thing. It's like, I, I feel like that's one of those things that's debatable because I think, you know, I think that, um, the queen does feel that she's doing what is in the best interest of the realm and her family and her husband, but you have to, I feel like. You have to admit that Otto still has a
0: lot of ambition, and it
1: also is coincidental that a lot of what she does—and we'll get to this—a lot of what she does happens to benefit her the most. It's like that's sort of one of the like interesting coincidences that what benefits the realm and the king benefits you the most as well.
0: Although you'll find that in uh, most of the families of Westeros, yeah. Um. When Rhaenyra asks who will sit in judgment of her son's claim, Alicent says she will, and the hand of the king. Um, Luke and Jace go outside where swordplay is practicing, and Luke says there would be less question of him as heir if he looked more like Leonor Valerion and less like Harwin Strong. Aemond is sparring with Kristen Cole. Aemond wins. Yep. You will be winning tourneys in no time. But Eamon doesn't care about tourneys. And Vamon arrives. The small council discusses succession. Otto spins it as Luke is a child. If they have war, do they really want a child commanding the strongest fleet in Westeros? Fair point. Rhaenyra and Rhaena go to see Rhaenys. And Rhaenys thinks that Rainies is there for her own claim. Rhaenys brings up the suspicion that Rhaenyra killed Leonor, well, which she denies. And Rhaenyra proposes that if Rainys backs Luke's claim, she will betroth her two eldest sons to Rayna and Bela. And this would make Bela queen in the future, and Rhaenna a future ruler of Driftmark. And Rhaenys says that is generous or desperate.
1: Well, and it's both. It's correctly pointed out that it's both. Um, it can be two things.
0: The high towers will strike their first blow and force Rhaenyra to her knees, and Rihanna must stand alone, that
1: but ultimately does...
0: she doesn't accept or reject. No. Rhaenyra goes to her father's room, he mistakes her for Alicent, and she corrects him, which means he is really out of it. Yeah. If he mistook his daughter for his wife. Yep. She asks him about the prophecy and says um, naming her heir has divided the realm and the burden is too heavy and begs the king to defend her. Next you see Maesters treating the king and tells them in the hand he wants all of his family together for dinner with him. And there's lots of moans of pain the hand calls for milk of the poppy. I think the idea is that he didn't drink any milk of the poppy this time. He wants to be functional for this. Yeah. And the succession hearing happens, and Vaemon brings forth his case, talks of the history of his house, and he is Corlys's only blood. Rhaenyra, he says, her sons are the heirs. And the king enters the hall, limping, bent double... Because he will sit the throne today. He also refused his poppy.
1: That's, yes. That's the thing. He refused his milk of the poppy that day. He wanted to be clear of mind. And it shows him saying he will sit on the throne that day and address his council. And he makes his way to the Iron throne.
0: It's just very slow, very painful. His crown falls off, which apparently was um a blooper that they decided they liked and kept that in the scene yeah. it certainly looked like it fit there damon helps him climb the throne and then places the crown on the king's head and um while the king is sitting on his official throne like that he has a gold mask covering half his face instead of the bandage
1: yes he does he's got like a little uh a little, little uh, half mask
0: yeah He's cool-looking. He doesn't understand why there is the debate of succession, says that only the princess Raines would have further to say. Rhaenys comes forward and says that it is Lord Corlys' wish that it pass through his son Leonor to his true-born son Lucerys and also Rhaenyra's marriage proposal of Bela and Rihanna to her sons. She will accept it. The king confirms Luke as heir. Um, uh, and here we go. Yeah, Vayman objects. Says he won't allow it. Do not forget. And it's because do not he, forget yourself, Vaymon. Um. He well, he they had a deal.
1: He feels that he he's being screwed on this deal. And then he. Says,
0: um. You yes. You may run your house as you see fit, but you will not decide the future of mine. That goes back to the time of the first men. He calls the boys bastards, and yeah, Damon is there to, like say it, in the background, and he calls their mother a whore, and
1: yeah, or he, he calls them bastard, the kids bastards, and he says, everyone can see it, <clears throat> and of course that prompts a very awkward silence from the court. Yeah,
0: Viserys says I shall have your tongue for that. Um, Damon goes forward and cuts Vayman's head in half. Um, the lower half kept the tongue, so he, he can keep his tongue. That's what he
1: said. He can keep his tongue. And that,
0: was, that um, was Yeah, nice. it was uh, pretty gruesome. Now, this exact scene did not happen in the book, but there. Um, now, how did he die in the book? Because he dies in the book, doesn't he? He doesn't exist in oh, the no, book. No, he doesn't exist He's in an the original, original oh, character. So he's a. He's a
1: An original character created for the show.
0: But, um, there was, there were, there was at least one, and I think it was more than one person who did get their tongues removed for saying similar things. So, yes, this is something that King Viserys was willing to do yeah um next yeah they say disarm him, but they don't actually disarm um Damon, they just leave him, and the king is then overcome by pain. Next, you see the silent sisters preparing Damon's body, um his head still like in half on their yeah. Uh, The Silent Sisters, if you aren't familiar, they are basically nuns in service to the stranger, and they prepare the dead for burial, at least of the nobility. I don't know about uh, small folk. And they've all taken a vow of silence. They're falsely rumored to have their tongues cut out, but no. No. Just a vow of silence that, you know, caused that rumor.
1: Yeah.
0: Rainies is in attendance, and the Grand Maester tries to dissuade her from being there. It is ill luck to look upon the face of death, and she says she's seen the stranger many times, and he does not care if her eyes are open or closed. Um, They have... Um, Next, you're seeing the royal dinner. Viserys is carried in on a chair. Um, Alicent says the grace. Viserys announces the marriage of Jace and Luke to Daemon's daughters, Bela and Rihanna. Proposes a toast. Um, Aegon is uh, teasing Jace about being a virgin and how it is done because he's that sort of guy. Viserys expresses sorrow that his loved ones are so distant from each other. And then he removes the gold mask from his face. And uh, this is the body horror bit. One side of his face is like rotted looking and he's got an empty eye socket. Which... (laughs) Officially he's supposed to have leprosy.
1: Yeah, this is not le- what it, this is not leprosy, and there's been articles written about how it's not leprosy. Yeah, there's actually there's a, a lot of uncharacteristic things about this.
0: There's a pretty detailed article about specifically King Viserys on uh, Leprosy Missions International, if you want to check it out. But um, pretty much, yes, as horrible as leprosy is, it's not gonna make somebody's eye fall out like that. It may cause blindness from you know not blinking enough and not being careful enough if something scratches your eye I'm guessing
1: they he has some sort of like weird uh Westerosi disease that's like turbo leprosy, leprosy yeah yeah pretty much like anyway so... and it would be
0: more causing deformities on the hands and feet from yeah. from numbness and not being careful if you like cut yourself on something or it could get infected yeah. but his face rotting like that wouldn't be a thing.
1: Now, somebody pointed out, or a few people pointed out, uh, that he is facing his bad eyes toward the his bad eyes
0: to the high towers and his good eyes to
1: the uh, Targaryens, which may so, or may
0: not be deliberate. Yeah, we don't know how deliberate that
1: is. There was a similar thing, thing
0: back in the original Game of Thrones where Robert Baratheon, like all the Starks to one side of him, end up dead, and all the Starks to the other side of him don't, yeah. and that was a thing. But yeah, he looks bad. There are whites, you know, zombies north of the wall that look in better shape than him. Um, Yeah, yeah. The makeup people must have—they did an incredible job because, uh, in case you've forgotten, Patty Considine looks totally normal. Yeah. And they, they made him look like he was missing an eye and totally gaunt and at Death's door. I don't know how much was makeup versus CGI, but they they did a good job with that. Yeah. So he says, I want you to see me as I am, not just as a king, but as your father, your brother, husband, grandsire He's trying to basically say we should all be a big, happy family and act like a family. So Yeah Yeah, it's really sad.
1: It is sad, and it's one of those things where people become really sympathetic towards him. I'd say I'm sympathetic towards him, but I would say that he still made some
0: really bad decisions, but you know, we can get into that another time. And he says, He will not, it seems he will not much longer walk among you, and the house of the dragon will not stand if it remains divided. Put aside their differences for the sake of the kingdom. And if not for the sake of the kingdom, for this old man who loves you. Yeah, it's sad. Rhaenyra makes a toast to Alicent for her loyalty and care of Viserys and apologizes. And Alicent toasts Rhaenyra for her graciousness. Both mothers who love their children more in common with each other. You will make a fine queen. So... Trying to make up, and I would say more so than they did in the book. Uh, at least to Viserys's eyes, well they're trying to. But I wow. think, I think they're really trying.
1: Yeah, I think they are trying in this episode. In this episode, we will see. It does not really last. Spoiler alert! But you know, that I won't spoil more than that. There's a lot more than that. Happens.
0: Aegon, being the snot that he is, whispers to Bela, I regret the disappointment you're soon to suffer. If you ever wish to be sat to be well satisfied, all you need to do is ask. So he's already trying to cheat on his sister wife with his uh cousin, I believe, when she gets married to Jace.
1: And there's a toast that's
0: made yeah um. yeah Jace starts up but is stopped by Bela and Jace toasts Aegon and Aemond for fond memories of youth and his men of friendship and alliance and Helena just randomly says beware the beast beneath the boards
1: yeah, this is said the first time, and it gets said a couple of other times later. I'm not sure. Well, yeah, I think I think
0: that? I do know what it is because I've now seen all the episodes, but I don't want to dump an to episode
1: that later.
0: nine spoiler onto this. Yeah,
1: we're gonna discuss that.
0: Um, so, but no,
1: what I was talking about was the toast.
0: Oh the yes, pie. yes, um. is a toast to Bela and Rihanna who will get married soon, and Helena says, it's not so bad. He mostly ignores you, except when he's drunk, so she just says that at the dinner. I and mean, we all know that Aegon isn't a great husband, but... <laughs> no,
1: way, he says.
0: And toast. then um, Viserys calls for some music. Jace and Helena dance. It's kind of a weird hopping dance, but... Yeah, they dance. Viserys feels poorly and is carried away. A roast pig is brought out, which... um, Yeah, Amon seems uh, offended by. I guess he is still uh, sore about the Pink Dread incident. Yeah, and that's when he makes a toast. Come on, that was funny. Yes, he makes a toast to his handsome...
1: Strong.
0: Handsome, wise and... Wise and strong, let us... Train our cups to this three strong boys. He keeps saying Yeah, he kept strong. saying strong. They're strong
1: boys. And
0: yeah, this um and causes this... offense, a small uproar, and he plays it off as if it was a compliment. Yeah, and of course
1: then, then the uh the the strong boys so say, and start brawling and have to be separated.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, Rhaenyra and the kids will return to Dragonstone. Apparently, the, the kids will be going by ship. Rhaenyra will return on Dragonback. Daenerys... Ha- not why did I say Daenerys? It's late. Because all the, all the
1: Targaryen names <laughs> sound the same. That's why I keep getting...
0: Damon has his villain cloak on again. His, uh... You call it his war crime <laughs> cloak? Yeah, his war crime hoodie. <laughs> his, uh, evil Kermit, uh, cloak? Yes. Yeah goes to see and he goes off to see Missaria. I mean he's married but he does go off to see Missaria anyway. Viserys is in bed in pain and Alicent brings him a drink. Probably more milk of the poppy. Yes Viserys says you want to know if I believe it to be True. And Alicent says, I'll oh, believe what? And Viserys says, don't you remember Aegon? And Allison's like, our son? Viserys says, the dream, the sacrifice, it, the sacrifice, it is true what he saw in the north. The prince who was promised. Aegon, unite the realm against the cold and the dark. It is you, you must do this, you must do this. And Alicent leaves him. I understand my king. And he moans in pain a lot more. And he says, my love, and then reaches out. There's a tear in his eye, and he dies.
1: And uh, it's thought that he was referring to... um,
0: Yes, that's the thing. So the king is out of it, dying, probably high on milk of the poppy, going on about an Aegon. And Alicent takes it for the most obvious Aegon, his son, their son. Like, you know, as if he is naming him as heir.
1: That's how she takes
0: it. There's so many Aegons. But
1: that also goes, yeah, well, Sarah discussed that. How, which
0: Aegon is it? Could it be Aegon... Um Conqueror He could be talking what? about Aegon the Conqueror He could be talking about Jon Snow Whose he, real name is Aegon Yeah
1: and who hasn't been born yet But if he's seen uh, him in a future vision And you know That's one of those vague things in these stories And it's That goes back to what I say Is uh, how much of that is her Being wishful about it uh, I mean It's reasonable for her to
0: think that reasonable enough, but as we'll see later... I uh, somehow doubt if he's really even telling her about all these prophecies and stuff he's getting.
1: Yeah, he's just tripping. Uh, <laughs> so... I don't know. We'll see. So anyway, that is the episode.
0: That is the episode.
1: Um, there's gonna be more. There's like a lot more I want to talk about, but it's spoilers, so... I mean, granted, odds are you're going to have seen this already, but we discuss episodes one at a time.
0: Okay, so from now on, Bill might say spoilers before uh, the end of this podcast, so go on, talk about your spoilers. No, just the
1: fact that I think that, alright, she makes moves to then secure her son, which we're going to go into the next episode. I think that, yeah, while she could reasonably think that, it starts to become very clear, why would he do that? And her answer is just like, oh, she, he just saw the light and he's, uh, he's doing what uh, is right. But why, again, why is what's right for that right for her and her family? Could there have been another reason that he was saying that that she's not considering? Including the fact that he was high off his ass.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, if somebody's near death... And really, really, really not sober and not with it at all. Like, does that count grand? You know, in ancient medieval times? Yeah, they would count that, but... And there were no other witnesses. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. There were no other witnesses. So it seems very, very, very suspicious to a lot of people.
0: And in the book, it's somewhat different. So the king does not have leprosy. He has the um far more common heart issues and gout. Yeah. And he has chest pains after climbing the Iron Throne and um he he takes to his bed and Yes, Alicent does come in to him and um he dies that night and there's rumors, well maybe she gave him something with poison in it. But there isn't really necessarily any reason to think that because I mean, he's a guy with terrible health and chest pains, and this is before Uh, that was even as treatable as it is now. Even now, with modern medicine, that's kind of. If he dies after that, there isn't necessarily any reason to think of foul play. Nope. Well,
1: yeah, that was another thing. Like, there's. Well, we'll get into it next episode. There's (laughs) accusations. It gets the situation deteriorates, especially now that the king is actually dead. So,
0: uh, do you want to talk about the beast beneath the boards?
1: Well, you can. Do you, do you well. Think there's it's two that dragon.
0: No, there, there's two theories. One is that it refers to blood and cheese in the future, which I'm not explaining. Blood and cheese. If you've read the book, you know about it. If you haven't read the book and want to be spoiled about it. It's very easy to look look it up, um, if it indeed is that. That's pretty messed up that she's seeing that in the future already. And also, there's a future incident of a dragon beneath a floor, and I won't go into it more, but that also is even more likely, or it could be both. So anyway,
1: yeah, so that's
0: the episode. That's the episode.
1: Um, we'll be back with an- the next episode. Uh, And we're going to discuss all this in greater detail.
0: I realize the show is over. We'll still make the remaining three-episode podcasts, But, you know, as I've said, I've got work now. And it's impacting the schedule. But we'll still get it done. Yes, we will. Thank you for listening to Cast It Into The Fire podcast. And good night. Good
1: night.